men are hunters and they like the chase, right? And so it's important to keep a little bit of, of that mystery and not be too readily available. You know, you're a busy, independent woman, you have other things going on. So, you know, have them work at it. Let them work at it. I never knew the importance of work-life balance until I had my son. I wanted to create a platform to inform single mother, lady bosses, that you can do it. This podcast is all-inclusive, safe haven based, designed for women, a woman supporter to grow in all areas of their lives. I want to talk about fashion, health and wellness, work balance, work life, entrepreneurship, gender role stereotyping, single motherhood, and so much more. Thank you all for listening to Evie Unbounded. And once again, I'm your loving host, Evie Jane. Welcome back to this week's episode of Evie Unbound. I can't wait to announce to you who our guest for the today. She is an internationally known reward-winning businesswoman, self-active media expert, matchmaking guru, and she also have a couple non-profit organization helping other women, which we're going to ask her about later in this episode. <laughs> She's also featured on multiple TV panels and talk shows like CNN, CBS, TLC, KCAL 9, ABC, Fox News. Oh my God, I can go on and on. But she just recently went on Dr. Phil's this month, right, Simona? Or I'm going to say her name, Simona, right? You just went on Dr. Phil's team. Um, yes. Hi, Evie. Thank you Hi. for having me on your podcast. Yes, I was actually just on the Dr. Phil show on Friday last week. That's amazing. Okay, so I just, I just went on and on about her. So I, she just introduced herself. It's perfect. But I'm sure the audience wanted to know why you want Dr. Phil's TV. What is that about? Well, why was I on Dr. Phil? Yeah. Uh, good question. Well, he had a guest on his show and the guest, she's a widow and Dr. Phil, she's become very loved by his audience and everybody wanted to give her a- another chance at love. So uh, Dr. Phil reached out to me to uh, help match her with a few contenders. Okay. So she went on three different dates with her matches and then in the end she chose one and we're going to do a follow-up uh on another show for dr phil to see you know the end result of uh her choice out of the three matches well of course you're gonna ask you to be on the show as i stated earlier she's the expert not just the expert room on matchmaking so you know, this is a show about helping other you know, professional women, empowered women. And Simona, I know this is a podcast. You guys can't see her. She's beautiful. She's not just smart. And she's an amazing businesswoman. And hopefully having her to be on the show today, she can give us some tip. What we need to do, the single women out there, what we need to do to find the one. Or just to, what should we do to find love? So what, would you, what was the tip? What was your experience so far by helping women? To find love is a question. Yes, How to find yes. love? Mm-hmm. What would be a quick tip? Well, there's a there's a lot of tips. It just depends where you are in life at this moment. But I would say, as long as you are ready and open to receive love, 
then that is the biggest tip I can give you because a lot of the times people aren't ready. They're still stuck on an old relationship or some other form of hardship that makes it difficult to let love bloom. So I, I would always suggest to overcome those things and you know to work on yourself, to get rid of you know your past and really just focus on the now and the future. So that would be my advice for letting love in and for being able to let it bloom. Lady, did you hear that? It's such a basic, easy one, but I think it's it really is. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so hard for a lot of us. So you know, you just have to be ready. I think one of the things people always say, "I don't have time. I have to do this and and that." That that might be part of the reason why you're not open up. But someone was saying, "But someone, how you got into this? Like, what happened? Like, how did you thought we're gonna do this matchmaking business that you're in, and you're so successful at it?" <laughs> Thank you, Evie. Well, I started it over a decade ago. And the reason you look started, like you were in 20. <laughs> I love like, you. <laughs> started like 10? <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in any other place than I am today. Because people always say, you look so much younger. Or, you know. You do. I'm like, I wouldn't want to be any younger because I'm now in a place of life to be able to do certain things that I wouldn't have been able to do when I was much younger. So I'm really happy where I am and in my life right now. I'm glad for the hardships and the obstacles. I'm glad for the successes because they prepared me for my success and uh, made me appreciate my success and be able to also help other people. So I think hardships are very important to and a part of the process of becoming successful. So why did I start? Okay, so let's go back to that. I was in the entertainment business. I was an actress, a model. I did over 30 movies and TV shows. I was in covers of magazines all over the world in my teens and 20s and even early 30s. And I found that in Hollywood, what was lacking was love and that substance. It's just very superficial and a very lonely place, believe it or not. So just because, you know, people are beautiful and successful and glamorous on the screen has nothing to do with uh, their private life. In fact, it can be really lonely. Um, so when I was in the business, I was really lonely because oh my of the God. fact that I know people would always say, oh, my God, Simona, look at yourself. You must have hundreds of guys. Yeah, you would even call as the Hollywood new it girl by the New York Post. And they would compare you to Marilyn Marones by the Belly Hill magazine. I mean, right. a full smart woman like you can be lonely. OK, so we have hope. Women out there, we have hope. Okay. Well, you know, because remember, Evie, it's about I had a lot of men attention from men, of course, but it was quantity. And that's where the problem lies. It's not about wanting, I don't want quantity. I think the majority of people don't really care about quantity if there's a certain maturity level. You know, um, you want quality, you want that life partner. And that's what I was missing. So I was approached by matchmakers all the time to join their service. And then I was, I said, you know what, I'm not the kind of girl to go to a bar because I didn't like to be 
hit on by random strangers. Yeah. And I don't know what their intentions are, or who they are. And I couldn't go online for obvious reasons because I was in the entertainment business. Plus I would be bombarded on there. Again, I don't know who these people are. It's time consuming. You know, I just didn't have time to scour through countless profiles, verify them. Who are they? Are they married? Are they serial daters? Are they a serial killer? You know, so you just, <laughs> just don't know. So um, I, I welcome working with a matchmaker because it felt safe. Mm -hmm. uh, they do do background checks if you're with a good matchmaker and they really get to know you on a personal level and then present you with potential matches. So it worked for me because my late husband and father of my daughter, I met through a matchmaking service. And then my ex-husband, all my long-term relationships I've met through matchmaking services, but I did notice that a lot of the times they didn't really do their due diligence. They didn't really get to know you. You were sort of just a number as well. And then that kind of is what, why am I with a matchmaking service if I feel like I'm an, on, online? So that's why I started my own company because I really get to know each of my clients. I only take on a certain amount of number of clients each year so that I can keep the quality intact. And like I said, I really get to know you. My clients become my friends and family. So it really works because of that. Your, and your company is called Perfect 12. I'm a little bit curious. Why is Perfect 12? You know how it's the same Perfect 10? I mean, Perfect 12 is great. More selection. But I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, is there a reason? Well, why that's, that's a great 12? question. That's a really good question, Evie. The reason I called it Perfect 12 is because... A perfect 10 is just a pretty face, but a perfect 12 offers so much more than just looks. You know, she's educated, she has substance, she has depth, she's intelligent, she's a go-getter, you know, she's independent, she's not just waiting for a man to rescue her. She's her own woman and a woman that a man would love to meet and be in a relationship with. So that's someone that needs any rescuing. She's, you know, strong and independent and beautiful. So it's not just about looks. That's why the name Perfect 12. Oh, I love that name. And you're right. The woman should be more than that, right? How can you be part of this? And then what kind of date will you set them up with or what can they expect? Okay, well, the way they would sign up is they would go to www.perfect12.com. So perfect, the number one, two.com. And then uh, they can go to where they can sign up. There's a sign up for men and women. And then once we verify them, we typically interview them. And then we send, once they're approved, we send them a profile to fill out. It's a, That's good. So you actually yeah. have to verify them and go to the yes. process. You'll yes. Just don't take anyone. Yes, because signs up. Or just because, you know, they pay for the service doesn't guarantee that they become a member. So we do Good. verify them. We interview them. Then once they're approved, they fill out a profile that's pretty thorough. And then we want to meet them in person. And from then on, it's really the, the type, kind of matches you can expect is based on your specifications. Everybody's different. So, you know, we will go over that process with you. And then once we have established what you're looking for we then start matching you with the people in our database but where the success rate lies in and that's a 90 success rate is oh, wow we, we don't just rely on your database we also recruit 
based on your specifications. So that could be anywhere in the world. You know, you could be in Germany, you can be in Switzerland, you can be in Texas, Florida, New York, wherever you are, we can find her or him for you if he or she happens to not be in the database. Because so, I noticed you have, you have office all over the place in the United States, right? We have matchmakers and recruiters all across the country and including uh, select cities in Europe. So Germany, Austria, Switzerland, is a huge market for me. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. And then you you where you from originally? Well that's why because I'm originally from Vienna, Austria. And because I came to the United States, Vienna, Austria would always follow my story and coming to the United States and becoming a successful businesswoman. So they're always very curious about Europeans making it in the United States. So uh, they would do uh, they did television shows on me and they would always do updates on, you know, what is she doing now? So that's how I was able to build my database over there. And when you Uh, are filming in Austria and Germany, their channels are all across Europe. Oh, wow. So that's how we get the connection and all. Correct. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Connect for her, please. She have all of the, well, pretty much internationally and, and nationally, right? Because you have all the yeah. people recruiting and you have all the connection. Okay. Yes. What made you move to United States? The mo- well, I didn't really have much say. My mom uh, decided to move here when I was only 14. So there was not really much I could do about that. She <laughs> decided to move here and I was like, okay, I guess we're moving to LA. <laughs> well, it was a good move. So look at what have you accomplished so far, right? That is amazing. I agree. I mean, you know, there's so much more that you can achieve in this country than anywhere else in the world. So in, the, in my experience, so I'm, I'm very grateful that she brought me over here. Do you think your modeling and acting have helped you or impact you in any way or, or even helping you with starting with this perfect 12 amazing company that you have? Absolutely, because uh, when I was in the entertainment business, I collected quite a Rolodex of people that I met on the set, you know, Oscar winning producers and celebrities and, you know, very successful and high profile individuals. So, yes, yeah, so I had this so to speak, black book, you know, of very important people. And that's how I started my business based on my black book. What do you think? Is there like a pattern that everybody look for? Like all the successful people that you meet, the connection you have? And then do you notice what was the common thing they're looking for? Common thing they're looking for as far as a man and a woman or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, come on, you know, they're men. So um, it's always about beauty, right? Right, right. She has to be beautiful and uh, usually of a certain childbearing age because a lot of them, you know, have worked hard on their career. So now they're ready and fi- finally able to settle down and have, build, have a family, right? So that seems to be a common denominator with successful men because their whole life they worked hard. Now they're in a place to sit back and enjoy what they've worked for and, and focus on a family. What about the women? What do you think most, most women request when they sign up with you? Say, help me find this. Women? It depends what age they are. Uh-huh. Um, so I think when you're looking at women in their 20s, you know, most of them just want to have fun and travel. So not necessarily looking for marriage. 
But, you know, once you get into your 30s, you're starting to, you know, kind of have that clock ticking where you want to have a baby, maybe. And then in your 40s, if you haven't had a baby, then you really want a baby or you're kind of over it, but you want a life partner. So it just depends where people are at in their life. It's hard to put everyone in the box, right? Yeah. And then I I, I'm so I think it's such a great idea that you actually personally interview them and get to know them. So I think and that, like you said, a lot of time, the other matching server don't offer that. But then you actually sit down and know your clients, know what they're looking for, and then handpick pretty much to match with them to the right person. Exactly. Well, that's why. You know, my company is so great at what it does and why we're responsible for hundreds of marriages and babies. And (laughs) it's it's very rewarding when you see that you're responsible for, you know, a little baby growing up. And to some of them, I'm even their godmother. So that's, that's, that's the most rewarding thing. Right. So when they go on the first date, this is this I'm asking for a friend audience. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go on the first date, because it's like for all of us, we've been so busy. And, and then when we finally get asked on a date, what is the normal expectation of going on the first date nowadays? You know, especially with COVID and stuff like that. I just I, like what is the norm? Like, how does people go on first date now? Or how does the men ask the woman on the first date? We, what will you be your tip if someone's going to go on their first date? Because everybody get nervous on their first date. I do. <laughs> do you? Oh, wow. oh I, I, I totally would not do. see you get nervous. You're such a power <laughs> woman. <laughs> I'm super shy. So <laughs> what dating? Obviously, the man absolutely has to take initiative. I don't care who the woman is, even if she's a power woman. Women yeah. like a man to take charge. So he has to absolutely take charge and make the plans, make the reservations, you know, kind of find out what she's looking for, what she likes to eat, where she likes to normally go to. And then, you know, just try to get the best table in the house. And hello, guys, listen, listen, (laughs) (laughs) you know, order whatever she would like to order on the menu. Don't hold back and really just all go out. This is your time to rule her and you know impress her and for her to sort of let her guard down so anything and everything i would say goes obviously within you know right certain limits what about for women what about for the lady when they go on first day i mean i mean i've had people you know on first dates that would take a helicopter ride somewhere you know wow uh, and a barbara or you know or i mean it just really just depends again you know there's some people that prefer a picnic on the first date and some people prefer that five-star or michelin star restaurant you know it, it really again it depends but the common denominator with that is guys need to take charge, right? Especially yes. on the first date. And uh, with women, I mean, w- the question is... Uh, what should you do on the first day to make them not feel nervous? You know, I, I mean, people like oh, me. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, you know, there's a reason he asked you out on a date. So I would be really confident and just be yourself. You know, this is a guy that's obviously interested in you so i mean like i said just just be yourself just relax have a glass of wine you know and 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 enjoy it let him woo you just sit back and let him kind of tell you who he is because you know a person 
when you let them talk, they really show you everything who they are and ask questions, you know, I mean, ask question, lady, ask yes, question. <laughs> this is your first date and you, you want to get to know quite a bit about him. I mean, you know, you, you're not, not going to divulge everything on the first date. There are certain things that are just not appropriate on the first date. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just ask, ask lots of questions, you know? Okay. Okay. And I also would say for women, I think the problem with women a lot of times is they overshare on the first date. Just, you know, Ooh. keep a little bit of that mystery. I really love the book, The Rules. I know it's old fashioned, but I'm telling you, old fashioned values still prevail today. And especially when it comes to men, it just works because men are hunters and they like the chase. Right. And so it's important to keep a little bit of, of that mystery and not be too readily available. You know, you're a busy, independent woman. You have other things going on. So, you know, have him work at it. Let him work at it. Okay. I'm taking down the no. You know that way. <laughs> like, you're my girlfriend, but I'm still taking no. I'm going to forget. <laughs> you so know all this, Evie. What I'm, are you talking I'm about? I'm lucky enough that I have you to remind me. So, Lady, taking down the nail, get the book, the rule, the mental hunter, be yourself, feel confident, right? Because let them do the work, pay attention to what they're saying to you. Listen, let them talk, yes. interview them, right? Yes. And don't share too much information on the first day. I know we love to talk. We wanted to say everything. Have a little bit of mystery there. Okay, ladies? <laughs> That's, that was a great... <laughs> like a, you really... <laughs> You took notes there. Oh, I did. You should see it. I mean, I know it's on podcast, but my notepad's right next to me. So I, I am taking notes. I'm listening to you. I, I don't want you to yell at me and be like, I told you this. So I am taking good notes. I, I now we just have to see if when I'm going to apply it. That's a different story. But anyway, so wait. So besides, I know you also have nonprofit organization and you wanted to help other women. This is the reason why someone is in the, on this podcast you know, we always want to empower the women. And I know you are a big believer helping other women. Can you tell me about your nonprofit? Okay, so I have two foundations. One okay. is in honor of my late mother. And the reason I started that one is because when I lost my mom, I was really overwhelmed with, I was a single mom. I had to take care of my daughter. I was also running a business. And now I have my, my mom in hospice care at home. So it was really overwhelming to be able to juggle work you know my daughter and her school and now having a terminally ill mother at home to take care of so I, I started this foundation not to find a cure for cancer because there's plenty of those out there but rather to help those left behind that have lost a family member to terminal cancer so someone that can help with the hospital bills you know with all the doctors stuff because I was overwhelmed with all the bills too that were coming at me you know I, I didn't know who to turn to which doctor to talk to also you know people that can help with child care people that can help with the grocery shopping because I couldn't just you know pick up my daughter from school grocery shop cook take care of my mom pay the hospital bills talk to the doctors have the hospice nurse you know run my business it was just it's too much so this organization just helps take uh, a little bit of that pressure off and you know, also people that volunteer that come home and will read a book to your loved one, for example. You know, it's, it's very important to be there for them, you know, because, you know, you're running around still running your own life. And, 
you know, you just don't want to neglect your loved one that's lying on their deathbed too. So uh, it's an organization that helps take some of the pressure, the everyday pressures off. And my other organization is Ask See Me. It's AskSeeMe.com. And that's See Me is my nickname, Simona See Me. My mom would always call me See Me. So I started that foundation. Um, it's to empower and mentor women ac across the globe. So it's really about empowering young women to believe in themselves and discover their full potential through mentorship, life skills, and exposure to opportunities. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. So yeah. if is this any activity or if people wanted to help, they can just go on the website and then they can see what yes. or what can they do, right? Yes, they can go to mariagruber.org. That's okay. the, the one in, in honor of my late mom that helps people whose loved ones have passed on. And uh, the other one is askseeme.com. Okay. And then audience, I will also put both a nonprofit organization on the box. And then, so please do take a look to see how we can help and to make this foundation to be possible. That's amazing. So what would be, you know, we almost done with the podcast, but I always ask my guests, if you can tell the younger self you, what would advice you would tell a little 12 year old Simona? <laughs> That's a really good question. Gosh, I guess there's a there's many things. I would just say that no bad time lasts forever. That you can pretty much overcome any obstacle, even when it doesn't seem like at that moment that you'll ever overcome it. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There is a rainbow after the rain. So to just never ever give up. And to believe in yourself, no matter what other people say, and to not listen to the naysayers and just, you know, just move strong ahead in what you believe in. So, and, and try not to let any distractions come, come into place. You know, there's so many distractions in the world, you know, like hardships and naysayers, but to really just try to stay focused and, and believe in yourself. That's very powerful. And thank you for sharing that with us. I think a lot of us wouldn't do that. And then it was, especially with the pandemic and all that, I know a lot of people think that this is going to seem like it's going to last forever. But yeah, Simona just reminded us that, you know, everything's temporary, right? It's all going to pass. Everything really is. And which is great too, because it really makes us appreciate the good times. Because how can we appreciate the good times? You know, if we don't also experience some bad ones. So this thing That's in a the good day, perspective. I yeah. think, you know, it's part of life. But just to remember, the bad times don't last forever. That's all. Wow. Thank you so much, Loda. Thank you. Hey, by the way, so um, so the episode with Dr. Phil, are we going to yes. find out what happened? Are we going to find out if the day went well? How are we going to follow up on that? Yeah, they're going to do a follow-up. So you're going to just have to tune in and watch. Okay, everyone. Don't you, if you're curious what happened to the match and then for this widow, we better follow it. And then we can also follow Simona on her social media and on Instagram. So I would also put her social media handle on it so you can follow. Actually, Simona, why don't you tell everybody your Instagram um, handle also? So, so my personal follow. Instagram 
is Simona Fusco, F-U-S-C-O. And then uh, my company uh, handle is Perfect12 underscore introductions. Perfect. Simona, thank you so much for taking your time being on our podcast today. Oh, and you. I can't wait to follow up on the Dr. Phil thing. And then <laughs> I'm going to follow up with you a few weeks later. And then you're going to tell me if I really apply your teaching. So hopefully I would. I, would I will do that. that. <laughs> I will be testing you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, Evie. Okay. Love you. Talk to you love soon. Love you. Thank you so much.